Shalom everyone, this is Elder Roundtree, one of the co-hosts for the Miseducation of Christendom. Thank you for joining us for episode two, and you'll notice it is considerably shorter than most, but trust me, it is still power-packed. We are continuing our discussion about the miseducation and traditions of Easter and Communion. Let's get started. Let's talk kingdom. He's the one you can lean on. He don't change. He stays the same. Won't find a better reason. So come tap in. Tap in. Just listen. And bring a friend. Let's spread this vision. So we're back. And we're going to keep talking about Pesach and the cross. It seems like, Apostle, that every time this season arrives, that is the symbol that we see. The cross, we see three crosses. We see three crosses and an empty tomb. And as you were explaining to us, the cross is not the end-all, be-all of what Yahweh meant when he started this. It was, as I've heard you teach in your class, just a tool. The cross was simply just a tool to execute the plan of Yahweh in the earth. And so continue, if you will, with, and we'll try to end the show around the lamb. The lamb, the way the lamb was sacrificed in Exodus 12, the blood over the doorposts, why the blood is important, and then how we see Yeshua as the lamb in the New Testament. We have want to, to start with that. We'd have to, I, I guess we need to start with the word. Y'all okay. remember, do y'all remember what the word of God is? Yes, sir. We'll go into the Bible to a place where his word is recorded, and then we'll talk about it and how it calls the manifestation through the living word in the earth and realm. The book of Shemot, Hebrew, is the Hebrew word for Exodus. So Shemot 12, verse 1. And Yahweh told Aaron and Moshe in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the month of the year, the, the, the first month of the year to you. That month used to be Abib. It's now called Nisan. Long story. Verse 3 says, Speak ye unto the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of that month they shall take every man a lamb. Now for the record, all of you who are and believe in the New Testament, and you should. But what I want you to make sure you get is that the New Testament only exists because of the Torah. So what the Christian church, the Catholic hijacking, creating a Christian construct, calls now Palm Sunday is this. Mm -hmm. Mind you, it never happened on a Sunday. So to regulate it from Sunday to Sunday is systematically and innately and it's a problem it's wrong it's just an error now mm -hmm. we repurposed it so we use it thus we have easter passion week let's and all you're getting let's get understanding get understand. so verse three he says tell every every person in israel that on the tenth day you shall take every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers a lamb for a house again verse three shemot 12 3 Exodus 12, 3 is what you called the triumphal entry. When they saw him come in on those two beasts of burdens, he had on riding the both of them. They threw their coats, they threw their palms, and they cried, Baruch Adonai. 
Blessed is he who comes in the name of Adonai. Basically, Hosanna! Hosanna! This is the triumphal entry. At that moment, that is actually the 10th day of Nisan. No, like literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was literally. the 10th day. And thereby, they were selecting the lamb. Because that's the first time they actually said, as a massive group in Udea, this has got to mm-hmm. be the Messiah. They selected mm-hmm. the lamb from their own herd. Yeah. All right. I remember you taught us in class, though, about John the Baptist, right? When he, he first identified Yeshua as the lamb, when he baptized him and he said, behold, the lamb of God. Yochanan's story is very interesting. And we're talking about Yochanan the Baptist, uh, not Yochanan yes. the Beloved, uh, who wrote the book of yes. Revelation, who both who wrote the book of John. I'm, I'm talking about the, the, the prophet. Well, both of them were, but Yochanan the Baptist, who was actually sent, according to, uh, according to John, Yochanan, uh, chapter number one, uh, from like verses four through like 11, where it's uh, mm-hmm. well, probably mm-hmm. six, where it says there was one sent to bear witness of. So the, the beauty about Yochanan is this. Yochanan meets Yeshua twice in his life that we know of. Because one great mm-hmm. part of his life, he was in Egypt and he was out in the wild. And then another great point is that when Miriam and Elizabeth were both pregnant, mm-hmm. Elizabeth was six months mm-hmm. pregnant. Yochanan was sort of mm-hmm. kind of lifeless in the womb. And then Miriam finally gets pregnant, right? She comes forth, finds her sister, her cousin Elizabeth, six months pregnant, six months pregnant, six months pregnant. Yeah, I'm saying it on purpose. Six months pregnant, the number of man. Y'all gonna get this in a minute. And then Yochanan, who has been just dormant in the womb, leaps when he senses the baby, when, when Miriam comes into his presence. So watch this. They are both in amniotic sac. Mm. They're both in the water. Yes, yes. The next time we hear about Yochanan mm-hmm. and Yeshua meeting up, they're both in the River Jordan. They're both in yeah. the water. Oh, that, I'm gonna leave that alone. Y'all might. We, we That's might. Talk about that I, That's we'll amazing. We'll talk about that. That's another day. That's amazing. But he calls him the Lamb. He does. He says, behold, pay attention, focus, be very crisp, be very clear. This is the Lamb of Elohim. Now, that was at the year 30 of Yeshua's life, Mm -hmm. which launched his three and a half year ministry. So three and a half years later, what happened at Triumphal Entry, because they did know there was rumor, regardless of everything that the Pharisees and the temple worshiping, halakha worshiping, um, you know, that's what they did. They they let the halakha deviate them from the core of Torah, which is why they could never recognize who Yeshua was. Mm. They should have known him looking at him. If they were really focused sincerely on Torah and not just as ceremonialisms, which though these mm-hmm. were commandments and edicts, um, and had gotten so ceremonial and traditional, they would have remembered Genesis 3.15. There was not going to be a human seed from Adam that would impregnate a woman that would bring the redemption. Because the priest in that day, they deemed Miriam a floozy, a harlot, a person who had mm-hmm. a fornication relationship and trying to pass off the fact that she was over overshadowed by the Holy Ghost. 
Yeah, that's what they thought. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I have too much fun when I'm teaching the group. <laughs> and these are the types of things that we have to keep in mind. So back to this piece in chapter number in Exodus or Shemot chapter 12. He tells us, speak to the congregation, select the lamb in the 10th day. So you you all realize now that the 10th day of Nisan was literally on the date to the day, what we call the triumphal entry, all of that. Now, verse four says, Shemot 12, four, Exodus 12, four. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take according to the number of souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. Uh, your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year, and they shall take it out of the sheep or out of the goats. Again, look at the specifics. Look at the unique details. Your lamb must be a male of the first year. You got to take it from your own people. He came to his own, his own received him not. Right? We despised, we, we seen him, we, we esteemed him, smitten and stricken of Elohim. I, Isaiah prophesied the same thing. You know, we call him the eagle eye prophet. Well, he's an eagle eye prophet for a reason. Now, that's when we hear this, it tells him that that's what that person should be. So a male of the first year means that that lamb that had this child, this, this lamb, this, this, the, 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 the mother that had this lamb that had to be the first that broke the matrix and it had to uniquely be a male. Mm -hmm. That's very neat. That's very special, which is mm -hmm. why this is a price. There's a price on this type of lamb. You're like, oh, I could just get a lamb and a lamb be anything. Uh, and, and that's what they want. I'm like, okay, well, here's the catch. Um, that lamb is very unique. These are very specific. And, and that's what that looks like. So hear me clearly on this. And if the household be too little for the lamb, verse five, your lamb must be without blemish. Messiah was without sin. Isaiah 53 tells us too. It was without sin. It was a male the first year, the first one. So you got to take it from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And you shall keep it until the 14th day of that same month. The triumphal entry was 10 Nisan. The crucifixion of our Savior literally whipped, women arrested. Let me get it right. He ate the meal, got arrested that night from coming from the garden in Gethsemane, was taken to Herod, then to Pilate, then whipped, then hung. All of that was in the 14th. And the, what's important to understand, everyone, about that as well is that sunset to sunset was how we set the days, right? And so sometimes you're reading the word of Elohim, you're reading the Bible and you see it and you're like, well, it was nighttime. So it was the next day, but actually the 14th did not start until sunset and ended at sunset the following day. So when we see um, Joseph of Arimathea taking Yeshua down off the cross before the sunset, because they were going into another Sabbath, that was the 14th. So from the night he was crucified in the morning. It's still the 14th and he died. It's still the 14th. And they took him down off the cross before the beginning of the 15th, which so, again, we'll talk about that, which again, traditionally started mm -hmm. what they call Hachat Matzah, feast the of feast of the unleavened bread. bread, seven day feast week. And we're going to talk about all of that too. 
you know, Apostle, I think this is a good place to end our broadcast for today. So in summary, we've kind of, we've done a lot and we've not yet even got into the meat of Exodus 12 um, and the lamb, but that's going to be for the next broadcast. Um, Anything you want to say to us as we consider all the things that we've shared so far and make sure that people come back for the next broadcast? What I want to say is, if you notice all of this is just coming straight off the head, because all I have in my head is his Torah, which Mm -hmm. leads me through the other records of the biblical commentary and admonishments of prophecies and instructions for Elohim's kingdom. There's no, I'm not giving you commentary of man. You're not hearing, I'm not reading to you from another book of man. I'm, I'm reading to you from the commentaries of the Bible itself. The books of the Bible are the commentary. And in this instance, we're talking everything you know in your New Testament or in the Tanakh. Well, the Old Testament is called the Tanakh. It incorporates the Torah and the Tanakh. That's what the Old Testament is. Then you have on that blank page in the middle of your Bible, <laughs> where you start the New Testament, you have what's known as the Brachadessa. And that is the quote unquote New Testament. Don't know why mm-hmm. they call it that, but we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Again, mm-hmm. we have been misinformed, just like Israel in Udea became misinformed. We have the Torah, but we're adding so much to it making so many different types of things, and we're miseducating ourselves. They missed the Messiah because they lived by the halacha, which was supposed to be Torah-based, and the Mishnah, and the Tamu. Mm -hmm. And that's how they educated themselves. Last part, Paul made a very profound statement. Beloved brethren, I beseech you that you present your body a living sacrifice. Kodesh, holy and acceptable unto Elohim. And be not conformed to this world. I'm paraphrasing. That's right. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I will paraphrase, and this is not subjective nor eisegetical. Paul is saying all the information we learn from our religion, we have to be re-educated on. Be transformed mm-hmm. by renewing the information we had about our traditions and our faiths because we missed it. The miseducation of Christendom has been cyclical and intentional Mm -hmm. by the enemies of our faith. That's a good place. It's a good place. And and it's important that um, we understand that as we're having these conversations, we need to remember that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Right against principalities and wickedness in high places. And so this is not a discussion against people, right? This is, is, this is a discussion about how we take the Torah, the word of Elohim, and how we apply it, and then how we look at the way that our faith, our understanding, what's been taught to us has been transcribed, has been changed, has been manipulated in such a way that we have come to a place that should Yeshua come into this earth today, there would be many of us who would not recognize him, just like we saw the examples in the New Testament, because they had looked so much at their religion and not the word of Elohim that they did not understand and recognize the living word when it was walking among them. And so, Apostle, I love speaking with 
you. I love being in your classes. Always my honor. And I'm excited about. I'm excited about what we're going to do as we continue to publish the word of Elohim to all nations. We're grateful for the platforms that we've been able to propagate this for consideration. Shalom, everyone. We'll see you again next week. Shalom. We will stop our conversation here. Be sure to follow us across all the major social media platforms. And details about how to contact us can be found in the description of this podcast. Until next time, Shalom. Shalom.